With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. And this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the star from The Humans, oh, Richard Jenkins. I keep seeing these ads for that zombie show on TV. It's awful. I can't believe people want to watch that kind of stuff at night. No, there's enough going on in the real world to give me the creeps. Great. Thank you. To the Blake family, Thanksgiving. To the very special Chinatown edition of the Blake family, Thanksgiving. Here, here. Dad, you won't get any reception up here. You have to lean up against the window. Yeah, but now lean in. Smush your body up. A- there you go. So are you balancing a job with all your studies? The main reason I'm not done with school yet is because I was depressed for a bit. I'm fine now. In our family, we don't have that kind of depression. Dad. <laughs> Whoa, come back to Earth. Sorry. No, we just have a lot of stoic sadness. Can you hire someone to... Cost a hundred bucks a night to hire someone to make sure she doesn't fall. Hey, Edgar. No, she needs to think before she opens her mouth. Don't you think it should cost less to be alive? (laughs) Absolutely. There's this comic book I was obsessed with as a kid. It's about this species of half-alien, half-demon creatures and the scary stories that they tell each other. all about us, humans. I know you think there's something wrong with me. It's not a news. She still acts like a murderer, but I'm trying to apologize. You'll find someone new. You're going to come out of this stronger. I promise. Stop lying to me. Just stop. Don't actually stop. Anything I say makes her. Yeah. She reminds you. You. Me. You. It's you, my friend. I love that in times like this, I have a, a home base, a family I can always come home to. To knowing this is what matters, right here. Because everything anyone's got, no matter who you are, everything you have goes. Well, that's a positive way of looking at things. <laughs> wow. Do that at a funeral, Dad. Hey, Richard, thanks so much for chatting with me today about The Humans. My pleasure, Daniel. My pleasure. The apartment in The Humans is such a specific place in the story. So just to kick things off, uh, have you ever lived in a crappy old apartment like uh, the one in The Humans? Sure, sure. <laughs> I'm an actor for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was that a, a nostalgic experience to get into a set like that? No, I, I I think of roaches when, when I you know, and we were when I we were asleep. We had a height of bed, so we had my wife. Her back was to me, and I looked over, and there was a big roach on her shoulder. He <laughs> said, "I went and I like <clears throat> flicked him away." I I didn't tell her about it for about a month. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, wow. Well, um, there are lots of scary moments, much like the roach, uh, throughout the humans. But your your character, Eric, his experience throughout the film is very interior, almost no explosions of emotions or anything like that. So I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear you just describe your character. How do you view the man that you portrayed? Well, I, I, I just always felt that I was, that it was my fault. Um, what had happened to me. And it is, it is my, his fault. It is his fault. And, you know, to be that age and be on the, you know, on the edge of losing everything is a, is a terrifying. Um, and, you know, they put on a brave face. He has a job. He's a guy who works at Walmart or whatever. You know, uh, but, you know, it's, I, I always thought it's amazing that he's as engaged as he is through the movie. You know, um, because he's got a burden that he put on himself, uh, and he he uh, he talks about it a little bit. He he in, in the the pig section where we go around the table, he just says, you know, that I want to thank um, this family for the unconditional love and support, which he's talking about dear to his wife, who who has forgiven him, but has she? I mean, really, uh, yeah. Um, so so it's just. He's got a lot on his mind, and I, I and I would always ask myself, "What are you thinking? About? What is he thinking about here? It, 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 is he really going upstairs to check the, the the score of the game? Is he when the phone rings at the end? Who is that? Who's calling him? Who's, um, I mean, it's it's there's a lot of mysteries that are really fun for an actor because you answer those mysteries yourself. You don't tell anybody, but but you know who what's going on, and it, it, you know Stephen gave us that that leeway that, you know, that, that was our decision. That was my decision of what, what I was thinking about. He never, he never said, this is what he's thinking about here. This is what it, you know, because that's just the fact that you can't. Um, but it, I, I was always kind of impressed that, in the fact of how engaged he was. Hmm. Well, could you dive in a little bit more about the preparation you took to play this character? That's, that's interesting that, uh, Stephen didn't fill your head with all the things that your character should be thinking, considering how interior the character really is. Could you dive into a, a little bit more, a little bit more about your preparation? Um, well, you know, I just I try not to make decisions as I go. I try to hold off as long as I can, and sometimes I don't. They I don't make them. They make them make themselves, and um, you just have to stay open to what's happening around you and, and the information that you have from the text. And that informs you of who you are, what you've been, what you've tried. And uh, so it's, it's not, if I told you, it, it's not carefully crafted by anyone, I, because that, that for me is just a, um, a fool's errand. I can't, I can't, I can't. I mean, other people probably can, and I just can't do that. Um, so, you just kind of show up, take everything in, hear, hear what's going on, understand where you are, and uh, kind of see what happens here. I, I was kind of interested to, to know what was going to happen myself. Uh, but um, yeah, it was, in a, it was we had eight days of rehearsal. I think we had two, two or three days on this set, which was really helpful. Um, that's where it kind of all you know, just made sense to me. Um, once we had a space and where we were and we were talking, but you know, it uh, felt very comfortable. 
felt like a family. We all were friends. We all liked each other. It was, we spent a lot of time laughing. You know, it was a great working environment. It was a, it was just a, it was such fun. We shot it in 28 days, something like that. Uh, Steven didn't want to shoot it like a, you know, master two shot over the shoulder, close up. It, it, it just didn't want to do that, you know. Um, so it was a, a new experience. It was like doing play. I mean, I, I was in the theater for 15 years and I haven't been on stage in, in a long time. So it was a little scary, but it's uh, really a lot of fun. That's great. With this being Steven's first foray into directing film, how do you feel like he had a unique perspective being the playwright who transitioned into directing the feature? Well, I, th I think that he's been thinking about this for a while. He, he always saw a movie in this play. I don't know if he always did, but, but there came a time when he just saw there was a film here. And uh, because I think what he wanted, he wanted to emphasize things that he wanted to emphasize on the stage, but couldn't. And there are things on the stage that he did that he couldn't do in a movie. And uh, they each have their own advantages. And he wanted that apartment to be, I think, more of a character in the sense that, uh, and the apartment was, was a huge character in the play. I mean, it was, it was, it was you know, like a doll's house. It was, it was brilliant, it was brilliant. But he wanted you to see the paint. He, he, under, he understood how to use the camera. I mean, the camera, he looks where the, you look where the camera tells you to look. And he was always aware of that and where he wanted the focus of the movie to be while people were talking, while they weren't talking. Maybe it's on them. Maybe it's on their foot. Maybe it's on the back of their shoulder. Maybe it's on a water stain on the, um, that somebody's looking at. It's all, it was always, um, it's something that he thought a lot more about than, than any of us had. So we trusted it from the minute he started that, that, because he had a vision and he wanted, this is the film he wanted to make. So that was nice. That was really, that was cool. Had you seen the stage production uh, before you I meant, did this? I always meant to. I never got around to doing it. My agent kept saying to me, you've got to see this. It's incredible. You have to see it. And I didn't, I didn't, never got a chance. I would love to see it. Mm, gotcha. I will. <laughs> sure. Is that something that, you think would be uncomfortable for you now having performed in it? Would it be strange to see them on stage? No, no. You know, they're really different animals. Uh, I mean, it is the same piece and it's about the same things, but you know, no, no, I, I would, I would love to see it. That's great. Well, you talked a little bit about the family dynamic that you all were able to develop as an ensemble. Uh, how did you work and, and bond and, and develop that lived in feeling amongst you? I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't, we all liked each other. I know that's, that's a big help. And um, we spent eight days together before we started, which was I, always helpful. And sometimes rehearsals for movies are, are, are pointless. Yes. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> it was Martin Scorsese, but I put him on. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. I appreciate you doing that. Thank you. <laughs> Come on, Mark. You knew I was doing this right now. Why would you call you're talking to Daniel Howe right now. Come on, come on. <laughs> and, um, so uh, what was I talking to you before Marty uh, interrupted? Yeah, I, I was just uh, curious about, about you guys developing a great familial bond. You said you spent days together. 
you know, we, 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 we liked each other. We just, we really liked each other, you know, um, they're, and they're just really great people. They're all great people. Uh, Jane Howdy Shell is a Midwesterner like I am. And so we talked about that. We, um, you know, Amy is hilarious and, uh, Beanie is just as sweet as she seems. And Stephen Ewan is this incredibly funny, talented dude. And June Squibb is, you know, she's June Squibb. She's the great June Squibb. So it was a bunch of people who had fun together. And when I saw it, I kept thinking, God, we, we look like a family. We look like a family. We were, it's, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And, but I don't know how. I, 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 I've said this before. I, I think it starts with Stephen Carroll, who sets the tone, you know, and it was all very low key in, in rehearsals and, and letting us kind of find our way. And, you know, Jane had done 600 performances of this. And so I felt like I was kind of, I had to catch up here. I had a lot, but you, she's so good. And every time she did it, it was like she had never done it before. And, and, and she was really generous to me and very helpful and, uh, and sweet. And, you know, that, that, it, that made it a lot easier for me, as easy as it could be because of her. She was uh, just there for me. She was great. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. Do you think your perspective as a Midwesterner, do you think that brought any unique perspective to your character? I think it brings perspective to everything I do, you know, it's uh, even when I don't want it to, uh, you know, it's, it's who you are and your, your experience is part of who you are as an actor. And sometimes it's helpful and sometimes it isn't, but uh, and you have to sometimes fight it. And get, but, you know, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I, you read it and you say, I, I, I think I understand this man. And um, you're not sure because you haven't really done it yet. But but you, for me, it's just you read it and you go, yeah, I, I'd like to do this. And, and that's about as simple and that's about as specific as it gets. You know, it's just I see something there that, that interests me and I think I can bring something to it. And then sometimes you read it and you go, I don't, you know, there's a lot of other people that could do this. I don't see myself in this yet. So, but it's the writing. You just, that's the, that's the thing about it. The writing is so good and so seemingly 
ordinary and yet profound. And how you do that is, is that is a gift and that is rare. That's, uh, he's got it. I don't know how you do it, but he does it over and over again in this play, in this movie. The, the uh, sound design of this film is massively important. The stomping upstairs, the trash compactor, it, it's so important to the experiences of the character. In what ways was this replicated or utilized on set, and how did that help your performance? Well, sound effects were big because, it, you know, they startled us. I was startled, I think, a lot in the, in the movie. And um, a couple of times it was this, okay, I'm going to do this. And, this and, and then other times it, it, you really had a big sound. Um, but it was never as massive and as important as it was in the final cut. You know, so uh, that was a lot that was added. What was the most challenging day that you remember from the humans? First day of rehearsal for me it was just, I was pretty, um, I mean, I'm always terrified. I mean, and you just, you realize it's daunting. You only, you don't have a lot of time for this. And uh, I wished I had more time and I wish I would, because I, 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 I spent two, three months before I started rehearsal on the script. and. I, once I got in the room with everybody else, it was like it was like I never, never looked at it. It was so it was uh, that was daunting, and I think it might, may have been the shoot was really fun. It, it was you look forward to it every day. It was fun. Um, it was exciting. It was like Thanksgiving every day. <laughs> um, maybe the last day because it was you kind of hated to leave. You hated to say goodbye and finish it up. It's all I mean, it, but it, but there was something. Um, you feel like you've done, you've finished something. That's always a nice feeling. But at the same time, I hated leaving everybody and, and not seeing them. But the shoot itself was pretty, it was pretty joyful. That's great. Uh, the, the experience of Thanksgiving for the characters, though, is mostly not joyful. Um, have you experienced this dichotomy where holidays, which are supposed to be the, the happy time, often bring up these challenging emotions? Is that something you've experienced? And why, why do you think that is? Well, um, because you put everybody in the same room. I, I guess the, <laughs> the holidays is okay. Everybody who, whether you like each other or not, you're going to come spend the day together. And you know, you're asking for it, but you're asking for it. But I, I've been lucky, uh, knock on wood, that my family, you know, I, I don't think Thanksgiving or these things are ever what you think they are. If they say, I think someone's said to me, you know, oh my God, uh, my Thanksgiving is never like that. I said, well, I bet you if they filmed it and showed it to you, you would be surprised. Because people say to me about this, you know, you're, you're, you're so mean to her. And, that, and I'm thinking, when I, I don't remember being that mean, uh, which is kind of like the life, you know. Uh, you finish dinner or something, and we say, well, why were you arguing about that? I say, I, was I arguing? I didn't, you know, it's it's pretty typical. I mean, yeah, a lot has happened to this family in, in a short time, but nothing that doesn't happen to, maybe not all of it, some of it to some families, you know, health and money and relationship issues and, uh, you know, these are things that are human and, and it's not like, you know, it's not like some, you know, 
one of the family members was taken to a spaceship and probed. You know, it's, it's, these are things that happen to all of us. And uh, I think it's typical in many ways. And uh, that's what I loved about it, you know. It was not, it didn't seem extraordinary. It just seemed that these people are dealing with, with a lot of things that most people are dealing with. And I, I think money is a, you know, I mean, some, some families, many families, you know, go through every day of their lives worrying about money and how am I going to pay for this? And, and, and that's a, that's just a horrible way to live. You know, it's not a, it's, it's tough. It's really hard. And, and daughter, might lose her job because of her health and the other daughter can't get the grants and you know she's been struggling with her career and, and I lost my job because of something I did we couldn't help the if you you're not able to help your children you know that's a scary thing too and so and they're all close to going over the precipice here so I don't even know what question I'm answering now Daniel uh, no that was great that was great <laughs> I think it had to do with the humans, though. I, I think that's... It did. Okay. It did. But The Humans isn't your only movie coming out this year. Oh. We are also very excited for Nightmare Alley, uh, reuniting with Guillermo. W what are you most excited for people to see uh, with Nightmare Alley? Uh, I just saw it the other night. And um, I just hope... I just wanted to go see it because it's Guillermo, man. It's, you're just mm. in that world. He creates a world like nobody else. It's just like nobody else. You know, it is, uh, he's like this master um, in, out of the late 40s, but he's totally himself. There's no, there's nobody else like him. You see this movie and you go, oh, Guillermo del Toro. And it's, it's really cool. It's just really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just to be in something like it, you know, just to be in it. It's, you go, oh God, I'm, I'm in this movie. This is such a great, uh, it's really the world he creates. The carnival is so cool. And um, yeah, I just, I, I loved it. Awesome. We'll have to wait. Yes, a little longer, a little longer for that one. Uh, well, Richard, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me. Uh, I really love your work in the humans and I'm excited to see Nightmare Alley as well. Great, thanks, thanks, Dan, appreciate it. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with the star from The Humans, Richard Jenkins, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. The Humans is currently playing in limited release and streaming on Showtime. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and we are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.